0: Good morning. Good morning. Did everybody have a nice Christmas? Good. My kids have their final Christmas celebration tomorrow, their final out of four. It's with my side of the family, so I'm likely going to spend the rest of the week trying to like kind of rein in all the holly jolly <laughs> from the last couple of weeks. So I don't know about all of you, but to me, Christmas seems to be a time when people think a lot about tradition. Some of us grew up in families where tradition is very, very important. And when I was growing up, we had a few different traditions around the holidays. My parents are from North Carolina, and that's where I was born. And most of my extended family still lives there. So there were years after we moved to Michigan when I was eight years old. um, We'd pile into our light, light blue conversion van, and we'd drive down to spend Christmas with all of my family. So my aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents. It was a super fun time, and I loved seeing my family, but I also have such fond memories of those car trips that we'd drive down. They became kind of a tradition of their own. My older brother and I would recite every line and sing every song from the movie Annie, and we'd play 20 questions until my parents made us play the quiet game. Like, first one to talk loses. Also, my dad was a swimming coach, and so there were some Christmases when he would take his swimming team on training trips, and our family would get to tag along, So we spent many Christmases making memories in places far from home with no presents and no Christmas tree in sight, but those live on as some of my greatest Christmas memories and some of our greatest Christmas traditions together as a family. Now, a couple of times I had brand new siblings on Christmas. Happy birthday, Evan and Cameron. And those were some of the most special Christmas traditions that I can remember, and celebrating their birthdays even today has become part of our family Christmas tradition. I am glad, however, that my parents didn't make an actual tradition out of having babies on Christmas, (laughs) as much for their sake as for the rest of ours. And then some Christmases were simply spent in our living room at home, in our pajamas, opening gifts with my parents, brothers, and sister, and those, of course, are pretty special too. No matter where we were or what we did, though, I do remember one consistent tradition. Every Christmas Eve, my mom would read us the story of St. Nicholas. So just like Jesus being born and Santa coming down the chimney, the tale of St. Nicholas became a part of Christmas tradition for me and my siblings. And in fact, some of the Christmas traditions in which many of us participate today come from some of the most well-known stories of St. Nicholas. And so, in the spirit of my own family tradition, I'd like to tell you all the story of St. Nicholas this morning, and then we can all play the quiet game if you want. (laughs) Nicholas loved God, and he loved people, and he expressed that love by helping those around him in his community with the resources that he had available to him. Because he loved people so boldly and so selflessly, he was also greatly loved in return by those whose lives he impacted. Nicholas was born an only child to very wealthy parents in Patara Lycia, which is located on the southern coast of what is now known as present-day Turkey. He was born around the year 280 A.D., Nicholas's parents are said to have been generous with their money and their time, and they raised Nicholas to follow Jesus and to do the same. When Nicholas was a young teenager, his parents were helping victims of an epidemic. They themselves, his parents, ended up contracting this illness and sadly died when Nicholas was about 16 years old. Nicholas decided to take the money that his parents had left him and use it to help the poor. And in fact, Nicholas used his entire inheritance to do just that. So he soon gained a reputation as being someone who helped those who were less fortunate than he was, those who were suffering, and those who were in need. One of those families that Nicholas helped was a man and his three daughters who lived in Myra, where Nicholas also lived. As the story goes, this family was incredibly poor so much so that the father could not afford to take care of his three daughters. When Nicholas heard of this man's plight and learned that the daughters would be put into a very dangerous situation if no one helped the family, he decided to do something about it. Nicholas filled a very small bag with money, and one night when everything was dark and quiet, he tiptoed to the man's house and slipped the bag of money in through the window so he wouldn't be found out. Legend says that when he tossed the bag of money in through the window, it landed in one of the girl's stockings, which was hanging by the fire to dry. The next morning, the father found the money, and he was overjoyed, but he was also perplexed about where it had come from. The father also knew that this wasn't going to be enough money to take care of all three of his daughters, but Nicholas knew this. The family went to bed again that night, and Nicholas returned a second time tossing a second bag of money in through the open window and into a stocking hanging by the fire. Again, the next morning, the man was elated, but also confused, and this time, he decided he was going to stay awake to see if he could find out where the money had come from. So late that night, when everything was dark and quiet, the man locked the window, hid, and kept watch. Nicholas returned with a third sack of money, and this time, upon finding the window locked, Nicholas climbed onto the roof and dropped the bag down the chimney. Because the father was hiding, Nicholas didn't know that he had seen Nicholas's act of kindness. But he did, in fact, see that Nicholas was the one who had been helping his family. Despite Nicholas trying to keep his good deed a secret, The overjoyed father told everyone he knew about Nicholas's generosity, and word spread quickly about this kind, Nicholas of Myra, who gave his gifts in secret. For over a thousand years, hundreds of other stories have been told about the many ways that Nicholas helped people. Some of these stories are probably true, and some have probably become legend or a little bit of folklore over the years after many tellings and retellings. And there are many versions of each story, including the one I just told. But all of these stories, whether fact or folklore, help shape this figure who helps influence many of our traditions here at Christmas time and who inspires us to give our time and our treasures to those who are less fortunate than we are. I find it interesting that Nicholas's ability to give to the degree that he gave was born out of tragedy through the loss of his parents, but he didn't let that hard thing that happened to him change who he was or what he knew was the right thing to do. I know that when things get tough in my own life, it's sometimes hard for me to keep my focus on God and press on. So reflecting on a very young person being so steadfast in devotion to Jesus in the midst of his own personal trauma is moving and inspiring. Nicholas continued to follow Jesus, giving what he had so that other people would not only have what they needed, but so that they would also feel loved and cared for. And because his deeds were done in secret, we can assume that the love that Nicholas wanted them to feel wasn't his love, but the love of God. I also appreciate that Nicholas, like many of you here today, he was a young person. He was a teenager when he started helping people. He didn't wait to grow up before making a difference in the world. He looked for opportunities to help, and he helped. Nicholas didn't let his age deter him or keep him from doing what he knew in his heart was what God wanted him to do. We don't all have an inheritance like his to give away, of course, but we do have our time and our talents, and most importantly, we have opportunities every day to quietly help those around us who are suffering, expecting nothing in return from them. Maybe some details in the story of St. Nicholas that I shared today remind you of some of the Christmas traditions that some families and people have today. The Christmas tradition of giving may have originated with him, but it doesn't have to stop with him, and it doesn't have to be limited to just Christmas time. The Christmas season has the reputation of being the season of giving But what would it be like if we all engaged in random acts of kindness and generosity as a practice throughout the year, just like Nicholas did? Has anyone here ever been the beneficiary of a random act of kindness? It's kind of fun. It feels pretty great. Like when someone pays for your meal at the drive-thru, or they put some money in your expired parking meter, or they give you a card at Aldi and you don't even have to put the quarter in. It feels so good. A year ago, about this time, a teenager returned my cart for me in the Target uh, parking lot, and I still cry when I think about it. I could have easily returned that cart myself, but the gesture made me made me feel seen and cared for. We could all use more of that in our lives, and I mean, who doesn't want to cry in the Target parking lot? I do it all the time. It's great. So, St. Nicholas cards were passed out to you before the service, and you guys are welcome to take those home with you and reflect on the generosity in the life of St. Nicholas. And I also encourage you to do some learning on your own about St. Nicholas. He was a pretty amazing figure. And so I'm going to close today with the prayer on that card. Loving and gracious God, the bold faith of your gentle servant Nicholas teaches us self control, how to care for others and to share what we have. Give us strength and courage to be faithful to Jesus by following Nicholas's example so our lives, like his, will reflect your love through Jesus Christ. Amen.